Welcome to the dog show with Julie Forbes, or I should say today, Ghoulie Forbes, as it is Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible, but great. (laughs) Eric, you have a costume on today. I do have a costume on today. Very nice. And you don't have a costume on today. No, I don't. It's kind of sad. I'm sorry. I did wear a little bit of a costume to my dance class this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, What did you wear? What did you go as? Oh, I just, well, it's not really an outfit. I just... We'll put something fun on. Oh, okay. I didn't even go as anything, but... Well, having fun is what uh, Halloween's all about, I think, so that's great. I am too busy to dress up right now, Eric, because I... I understand, yeah. I am getting... You're getting married. On Saturday. Congratulations again. That's so fantastic. Um, so, I have... Well, first of all, I would uh, love every week to acknowledge our wonderful partners... The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care. You can find them online at allthebestpetcare.com to see where all of their now 10 locations are around western Washington. They have a new location in North Ballard on Holman Road. So if you're in that area, lucky you. Check it out. And The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry, Seattle's original raw and cooked food for dogs and cats. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. If you aren't feeding your dog and cat natural pet pantry, you should be. And you can also find their wonderful food at all the best pet care locations. So two wonderful local companies that I adore and I'm so thrilled to be partnered with them. And um, also have an announcement. I got an email from Michelle Nichols, who we've had on the show a couple times, She's the founder of the AHELP Project, which is an animal hospice end-of-life and palliative care project and a national animal hospice awareness day is coming up actually um, the day of my wedding. It's uh, this Saturday, November 3rd. Um, I'm going to post a link to the article on my website, which is dogradioshow.com. And it'll have all the information about the happenings around this day, National Animal Hospice Awareness Day. And so great that there even is such a thing now. So that's awesome. I'll post that link on the website, dogradioshow.com. As always, all of our shows are archived on our website and also available as a free podcast on iTunes. So if you have missed any of our over 190 episodes now, You can find them online, dogradioshow.com. You can also download for free from iTunes. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And then we are also on Facebook as well. So be sure to like us on Facebook and you can be a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. Well, we have one of my favorite guests back today. Miriam Rose with Northwest Noseworks is back with us today. Miriam, are you there? Here, Julie. Thank you for the invitation. Hello. Glowing hello. I appreciate it. <clears throat> yes. Well, wonderful to have you back. Now, we talked several months ago uh, initially, and then since then I've replayed that interview a few times when I've done encore um, episodes. And uh, you've got, you know, a lot has happened since then. So I'm looking forward to you sort of catching us up in the sport of nose work here locally and talking about some new things that you have going on as well. Thank you. Will you first start off, though, if people have never heard of nose work before, will you tell us what is nose work? Thanks, Julie. 
canine nose work is the newest and fastest growing dog sport that was devised to let dogs really be who they are, which is just, you know, a nose on four wheels, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. It takes the simplest aspects of professional detection dog training and makes it um, available and accessible to the companion dog uh, public. Mm-hmm. Um, we look for three botanical scents, sweet birch, anise, and clove, which are just essential oils, perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take any special licensing or insurance right. um, or handling to manage <clears throat> these things. And the sport has been devised in a way that there are now competitions and have been for some time. It uh, has grown probably tenfold each year. Mm. I think you and I first spoke about this actually on your show uh, a year and a half ago. It was <gasps> April of 2011. I that think. is unbelievable. Isn't that wacky? I wow. was amazed when you listed all the numbers of shows you have, I thought, holy chamole. I know. <laughs> so a lot has happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm thrilled to report that the sport has really been burgeoning here in Washington State as well as the rest of the country. And now they're doing some um, introductions of it to uh, European countries. And uh, mm. I was pleased to be a part of getting it introduced to Canada a year or so ago mm-hmm. um, through British Columbia. Um, we've had local competitions that just get more and more frequent, um, mm. and I'm delighted to say that uh, uh, people and their dogs are just having fun every day with this sport. I know you've brought some of your puppies to me, and I think you're probably the best descriptor of what it does to and for the dogs and the people. Yeah, I mean, and I recommend this to my clients all the time. When I'm not doing the radio show, I work with dog training and behavior through my company, Sensitive Dog. I do mostly private lessons in the greater Seattle area. And the thing, you know, it's all about, you know, uh, and you, you know, you see this especially, I think, which is why nose work is so wonderful for dogs and for their humans, is, you know, dogs, like you said, are like a nose on wheels. So, you know, dog's sense of smell is their primary sense, which is different from us. So, that, I mean, fundamentally, if you just really think about that and kind of focus on that for a minute, that's a different way of experiencing the world. And dog's sense of smell is also beyond really our comprehension. <laughs> our, measuring our, virtually. Uh, yeah, I mean, our human brain really can't wrap around what it's like to experience the world of scent through a dog's nose because it's just so different. It's so... So much more complex. We just really, you know, can sort of start to think about it. And then it's like, okay, well, that's about as far as I can go. And so, you know, to give your dog an outlet for that, because they don't, I mean, dogs are, uh, the unemployment rate in dogs is is the majority, I would say, easily a majority of the dogs out there, you could say are, you know, quote unquote, unemployed in the sense that they don't have anything to work for in their life. And they're bored. And that's why a lot of behavioral challenges arise, because they don't have a constructive outlet for that mental energy, and certainly specifically not an outlet for that remarkable sense of smell that they do have. And if anything, I think we talked about this in our first interview, if anything, when they are using that remarkable sense of smell, they end up in trouble, right? <laughs> Get you in know, most homes, yeah. <laughs> going through your bag or finding the you know counter surfing or going through the garbage or you know uh, pulling things out of the bathroom uh, waste can you know stuff like that. So 
they, you know, to give them a place where they can develop this sense as a team with their human is amazing. It's very, very powerful. It can be very profound, I think, for the dogs. And, um, you know, Miriam, you have seen some really remarkable um, behavioral improvements for dogs, uh, dogs who are who lack confidence, for example, who are skittish, who are overreactive, um, who have a lot of pent up energy. I mean, this is just perfect for that type of dog. And it's great for any dog. And that's another thing that's so wonderful about this sport, as you said, is that, you know, really any dog can do this any breed any age and and that's true of of humans as well so it's not like agility training where you're you know you're wanting to kind of sign up for a sport where you're running around and where the dog has to be fit for that as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i have um had uh, children as students i've had puppies as students i have several students in their 80s yeah um and uh quite elderly dogs we've had deaf dogs blind dogs dogs in little carts because their backs were you know, um, non-functioning mm-hmm. anymore, couldn't couldn't get their back legs to move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really a tremendous gift to be able to share this. And for your listeners who don't know about my background, I have 12 years as a professional detection dog trainer and handler. And so I've had the opportunity to partner with professionally trained detection dogs, both looking for drugs and also dogs looking for explosives. Yeah. And I've spent eight years now in the Alaska cruise season industry, here in Seattle, searching for explosives with detection dogs, most recently for Princess Cruise Lines this summer and also for Disney Cruise Lines. Yeah. Um, so I've had the gift of being partnered with talented, talented dogs, and I know what it's like to get in that piece, that place of flow, where you and your dog really are one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sport of canine nose work lets regular people and regular dogs do just that, and mm-hmm. um, that's the what gets me up in the morning every morning. Yeah. And that's a benefit of doing nose work, not just in general, but but with you, is that you're the real deal. I mean, you're searching for, you've had so many years of experience in scent detection, and you're searching for some pretty serious stuff. I mean, you're searching for explosives. This is, you know, life or death situations, potentially. So the level of handling that you've gotten to personally is at the highest level. And you know, something that just was so interesting to me when I was in your class with my dogs was your understanding of the behavior of scent. And I was like, oh, my, I wouldn't even have thought that, you know, scent would get trapped over there or would cascade down here or it would move over. You know, I mean, there's so much to um, be aware of. And that so puts you more in the experience of the dog because that's all stuff that they're like yeah duh right <laughs> that's a great way to put it yeah, yeah duh yeah <laughs> it is a wonderful thing to watch and there's something so ethereal and mysterious about scent because it's mm-hmm. invisible to us and it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine that for instance it's pulled towards heat mm. or it's pulled um, down by cold and by um, humidity um, you know that just because the wind is Blowing from one direction, you know, doesn't mean that, as you mentioned, it's not going. Scent's not going to get trapped in a corner or, right. you know, sift through a fence. And in this sport, we really get to watch the dog work in a way that is, I would say, almost free form, because yeah. we don't know where the scent is. Right. You know, we have to rely on them. Yeah. And to see 
companion dogs and their owners uh, wake up to one another and wake up to the communication that can pass between one another mm-hmm. instead of just the human directed to the dog, do this, do that, yep. you know, sit down, come stay. Yeah, uh, where the dog can communicate now through this to the owner and the yep. dog. There's a light bulb that goes on in the dog. I think, at least that I see, mm-hmm. that is, uh, oh my gosh, she or he is listening to me. Right. This person I've been trying to yell at. First all of time, all, right, verbally, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the owners. Uh, I see profound changes in the owners when they mm. get to that depth of understanding of mm-hmm. all of this nonverbal communication that the dogs frequently yeah. are shouting at them. Yeah, it's such a it's such a great gift to give your dog. We're going to take a quick break, and we have much more to talk about with Miriam Rose of Northwest Nosework. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Nails Healing Ministry, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me. We'll have open phone lines to answer all your questions about your animal friends, plus special guests in the studio, Janine Fiorito, owner of Discreet Green, and her bedbug-sniffing dog, Princess Leia. We'll have fun searching for bedbugs and learn all about this unique business. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, I'm Pat Pauly, and I hope you listen to my brand new radio show, Get Active, at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday for ideas on how you can stay fit and active and connected to our community. Each week, we'll have a guest who knows in depth about some activity you may be interested in. We'll cover everything from working out, sports, sailing, skiing, to bridge, dancing, volunteering, you name it. Again, it's Get Active at 1230 in the afternoon each Tuesday right here at Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Clear, clean, 
clean and crisp. Check us out in digital quality sound on FM 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. on this Halloween day. We're back with Miriam Rose with Northwest Noseworks. Welcome back, Miriam. Thanks, Julie. Well, um, so we talked, as you said, about a year and a half ago. And uh, if you'd like to listen to my original interview with Miriam to learn more about the specifics of the sport... Um, you can go back and find that episode on our website, dogradioshow.com, and also for free on iTunes as an audio podcast. Now, it sounds like a lot has happened since then, and <clears throat> you've had some you know, demonstrations all over the place and mock trials and even con- cons- um, consultations. And so tell us, uh, what is there to catch up on? Well, you know, a lot has been going on. Julie, um, uh, I was able to have the opportunity to demonstrate canine nose work again at the Seattle Kennel Club this past March, which is always a joy. I love being down there, and it was nice to see you and Darcy there too. I could with well, Leah and I were part of that very special demonstration. It was very fun. <clears throat> my little dachshund doing that shot from a gun, Leah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <clears throat> they were all just crazy about about the sport. Um, but she, of course, is. Uh, She's a good little searcher, that she's little dachshund. Good little searcher. She goes yep. off like a pop bottle she rocket does. when she goes to hunt. She's but like, let me at it. <laughs> <laughs> she was wonderful. That yeah. was a it was a great deal of fun, and it's always an honor to be invited there. And yeah. Uh, recently, there's been a, a demonstration of canine nose work that I partnered with uh, one of my students, who's now a teaching colleague of mine, Dr. Georgia Edwards, mm. um, and we went up to a, an international canine event in British Columbia to demonstrate canine nose work there. That was kind of a lot of fun. That was the North American Working Bouvier Association event that brought people from all over and judges from around the world. Cool. Then uh, this last summer, a demonstration at Monroe Fair, which I really appreciated because I have long wanted to get canine nose work into the 4-H world. Mm. It's... um, and so they've invited me to uh, uh, another presentation that they do um, in April amongst the 4-H uh, units and leaders. Um, this is such a great, as you mentioned, Julie, such a great way to involve people and dogs of all abilities and all ages. Yeah. And there are a lot of great 4-H kids who don't have dogs that maybe would be so good in obedience mm-hmm. or in agility or yeah. not as show dogs, but oh, by gum, they'd be great as nose work dogs. Right. And because this is all done with positive methods, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's another thing that I'd like to help spread. And, yeah. Um, so that was a that was a lot of fun for me. Well, one and, thing, Miriam, that you said of, that you spoke to just before the first break is, and it's something I want to repeat because I think it's important to make sure people get this about the sport, is that it's I think the only um, activity or performance event that you do with your dog where the dog is in the lead. (laughs) And, you know, certainly a distinction, you know, from like, uh, obedience training, competition, Mm -hmm. even fun things like agility Mm -hmm. training, it's still directed. The dog is still directed by the human. You're absolutely right. Even in tracking, um, the dog has to follow the track on the track or you get points taken off. Mm. 
And in this sport, just as you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's the dog that's, uh, that's leading the show. Yeah. And I think a piece of that is why it's so empowering to dogs. Yeah. And, it, uh, and they're it, finally taken heed of. Yeah, and it lets the dog participate in in the way that is truest to that dog as an individual. Native, exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's a very, very, very powerful thing for a dog to experience with their human. I agree with you. And if we think about how our companion dogs live with us as a society, mm-hmm. really all the bending yeah. goes on on their side. Yep. You know, they can't bark, yeah. uh, they can't fuss, they can't jump, uh, they, they can't body where they want to body, they can't do anything that dogs would do if yeah. we weren't involved. Right. Um, you know, and, and they comply and comply yeah. and comply until I think some of them are practically mad. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And I mean, isn't this type of thing the least we can do for them? That's the yeah. way that I feel. Yeah. It's the least that we can do for them. And then I see these profound gradual changes that go on with the teams mm-hmm. and they become truly teams. Yeah. Um, that is, um, it's just, it's just good stuff. That's yeah. all. Just good stuff. Yeah. And that's why it's growing so quickly and it's, you have all of these engagements, which is wonderful. Exactly. It's a, it's a blessing. And, uh, other organizations like the UKC and the AKC are looking at adding, um, nose work type events to their, um, uh, lineup, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, National Association of Canine Scent Work is the group that first began the sport of canine nose work, and they're based out of California. The three people who started it were Ron Gaunt, Amy Haro, and Jill Marie O'Brien, and they've done wonderful things for bazillions of dogs and people, and it's just going to bleed and grow and spread and, um, you know, change lives all over. And it may be through other organizations like the UKC and the AKC, but mm-hmm. it's all good because it's all for the benefit of dogs and their people. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of work. Jill Marie O'Brien worked as a, uh, the head of training for a huge Humane Society shelter in the Los Angeles area for many, many years. And she has an entire program to bring canine nose work to shelters. Uh-huh. And um, even for dogs that are n- not coming out of the shelter, mm. um, to be able to share this um, experience with dogs mm-hmm. and let them really be dogs, mm-hmm. even if it is in last days. Yeah, um, is something that she's a big believer in, and yeah, and and tries to spread. And there are dogs, frankly, that are rehabilitated somewhat in you know wacky, wild, kenneled up, to confined behavior. Yeah, um, so that they're more adoptable. Yeah, by virtue of shelter workers using nose work. So I that's a brilliant idea. I like for people to to keep that yeah. in mind as well as a, as a, as another benefit. Yeah. Um, on the professional side, for me, you know, part of my commitment is to continue my own professional education. So, most recently, I've attended the uh, it's called HITS H I T S uh, Canine Conference that was held here in Bellevue, and it's a professional police canine organization. Mm. Puts this on, and there are multiple multiple speakers from around the country, and was able to reconnect with some uh, uh, professional training and detection dog people I've known from. Past, it was a nice thing to do, a very busy time. Um, I think since we've last spoken, Julie, I've given several hundred more canine nose work classes regionally. I believe you with the number of classes you do every week. Well, (laughs) I'm trying to cut back. (laughs) (laughs) And in in working at cutting back, um, uh, that is, I'm not teaching in five different locations anymore. Mm. That's my version of cutting back. Got it. but in the next stages for me, because so many of the current instructors started out as students of mine, 
and mm-hmm. now are teaching their own classes, mm-hmm. which makes me very happy because there's no way one person could teach all those classes. Um, and I get to see students of my students succeed. Your mm-hmm. grand students? Yes, that's what I call them. <laughs> the fact is I had uh, one uh, colleague tease me the other day at a mock trial, which is a preparatory trial for the real deal, uh-huh. uh, to get people's nerves, you know, kind of settled yeah. before they go to a real trial with their dog. Uh-huh. Um, a colleague and a fellow instructor who is also still a student of mine leaned over and whispered, you know, my students are doing better than your students. And I whispered back, well, your students uh, are students of my students. And so I'm their grandmother. It makes me very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Just just as you said, they're my grandstudents. Yeah. And I know that they too will pass it on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, uh, yeah, that's the... a relief for me, and it's a justification for a lot of hours and a lot of time on the road. Yeah. But in moving forward, uh, I've been bringing nationally and internationally known experts to the region so that people who are uh, captivated by the world of scent um, can hear other voices. Yeah. Because, you know, someone from the search and rescue world or someone from the police detection world or the military detection world has a whole lot to say about what scent does and how dogs find it. Yeah. And uh, that's part of the commitment I started out last, actually a year ago today. Uh, really? Bringing uh, Kathy Holbert, an incredible, incredible professional from uh, back in West Virginia here to bring before my students. And people just were over the moon with what they heard. She is someone who was a human remains detection dog handler in Iraq and Afghanistan. For wow. Her. Yeah. And uh, brought her back last May for three days of seminars in Woodenville. Uh, Langley on Whidbey Island and in Squim mm-hmm. for advanced students, and uh, everybody was just so thrilled with what they learned. And so, part of my commitment going forward is to bring more of those voices here. Yeah, um, and that kind of uh, uh, leads us to to the next event that's upcoming. And all right, hold that thought, Miriam. Okie dokie. <clears throat> we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hear all about that event coming up. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Hi, I'm Susan Jacoby, your host with Conversations That Heal. Conversations That Heal is a show that opens conversations to give hope and heal our hearts. I am a motivational speaker, an author, and an advocate for survivors of childhood trauma. For more about me and Conversations That Heal, please visit our website, conversationsthatheal.com. And tune in every Tuesday at noon on Alternative Talk 1150 for Conversations That Heal. 
Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Renowned. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Camley Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. Tired of the insanity of other talk radio stations? Just click your radio knob and say there's no place like Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Eric has not failed yet in finding a song appropriate for our guest. He even did so when I was talking with Dr. Gene Dodds about the canine thyroid epidemic. (laughs) He found a song about the thyroid gland. So uh, we're back. So use your nose very use appropriate your nose. for today's discussion. Absolutely, because we're talking with Miriam Rose with Northwest Noseworks. And we were just looking up our original interview, which was back, I said, several months ago. It turns out it was a year and a half ago. Time flies. It was April 20th of 2011. And you can go back and listen to that interview. It's uh, dog show number 112. If you look on iTunes, that will be the easiest way to find it. Just episode number 112. Or you can go to dogradioshow.com and listen from your computer. Uh, they are all archived on the website as well. Just go to the podcast page. And then um, today's interview will be posted shortly at the top. And then all you have to do is just scroll down. From 191, I think, is today, down to 112. And there's Miriam's interview, and you can just click the play button, and it will automatically start playing from your computer that way as well, or download from iTunes. So uh, we've sort of reviewed a bit. Also, if you're just tuning in now on the radio, if you've missed the first half of this interview, you can catch that as well, archived online. We talked about some of the juicy stuff about nose work and some of the just beautiful benefits of it and and all that, but if you're wanting to learn a little bit more in detail about the sport, um, that first interview would be great to refer to. Again, it's number one twelve, episode one twelve. We're approaching number two hundred, which means that we're going to have to have another party. <laughs> um, okay, now Miriam, you had you were just about you teased us at the uh, end of the last segment with a event coming up. So let's start off there. Oh, good. I am thrilled say that on November 10th, Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., at the South Whidbey Parks and Recreation Building at Langley on Whidbey Island, lovely Isle of Whidbey, mm-hmm. uh, one of my colleagues, I think the colleague and student I mentioned, Dr. Georgia Edwards, is also a certified nose work instructor and still a student. 
children of mine. Now I have a second generation of dog. Mm-hmm. I have the father dog and the daughter dog in my class. George and I are really proud to present Elizabeth Kalick and Kelly Slocum of Northwest Truffle Dogs for a four-hour clinic on training your dog to hunt truffles. 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 Here in uh, the uh, western, northwestern part of the United States, from northern California all the way up to British Columbia, uh-huh. is a range of native truffles. Uh, we have Oregon spring white, Oregon black, Oregon winter white, and also brown truffles, among many, many, many other edible uh, mushrooms that oh. grow in this region. You know, we do live in a temperate rainforest <clears throat> climate. And well, yeah. Just about anything, just about anything grows here. There's a benefit to all that moisture. Yes, and for anybody who's interested in edible, uh, edible uh, fungi, um, we're happy for the rain. We're very happy. For the rain. Yeah. Um, these two gals have a business called Northwest Truffle Dogs that they began in 2010. Uh, they've been featured in the New York Times. Um, and we're bringing them, George and I are very proud to bring them here to introduce people and their dogs to sustainable and ecologically sound techniques mm. to find and harvest mm-hmm. this culinary gold. Yeah. Um, these are, I, I'm, you know, as I mentioned in the earlier segment, I'm committed to bringing the very best that I can to people who are interested in scent work here. Yeah. And uh, George and I are thrilled um, at the caliber of these presenters. Um, mm-hmm. Kelly is a retired uh, soil ecologist. Wow! And um, comes from a search and rescue dog background, and also does some conservation dog uh, training. And mm-hmm. Elizabeth is also from the search and rescue world. And mm-hmm. uh, for those who aren't aware of it, um, the habitat where truffles grow um, is specifically around certain sorts of trees, and they're. It's an extremely, extremely fragile symbiosis that the truffles and the trees have. And they are are connected and distributed by the tiniest of little hairs. And if people uh, want to harvest truffles and they do it with a rake, Mm. they are looking for one or two ripe truffles. And with a rake, they destroy countless other truffles which aren't yet ripe. Oh. And it has really some severe impacts mm. on the forest ecology. And okay. so because of George and I already you know, being in front of uh, Kelly and Elizabeth uh, uh-huh. at their facility in Oregon and the Portland area, mm-hmm. we know what they're presenting and how they're presenting it. Yeah. And in fact, dogs in this method are trained only to find ripe truffles okay. um, versus raking. Uh, you know, right. and so this makes sure then that the harvester gets only the ripe fruit. Um, there's a fairly long season for native truffles, um, November through February, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes even until June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what we're going to be doing is having them present so that they can discuss the ideals and canine type and temperament and how to scout for good truffle habitat, methods of obtaining harvest permission, because, you know, we've got to have the permission of the landowners, and right. sometimes that's the state, yeah. and um, introduction to scent collection and preservation. Um, they're going to cover behavioral modification theory and practical methods of operant conditioning, which are applicable to truffle dog training. Um, they're going to have a frank evaluation. Each dog team that attends is going to have a frank evaluation of the potential for field scent detection work and mm. going to play some fun and engaging scent imprinting game, mm-hmm. kind of designed to inspire the dog's confidence and give the person an opportunity to see if truffle hunting is right for them and for their dog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do want to say that in spite of what kind of flim-flam people may read uh, or people may hear from other presenters, nobody that we know of is making a living in the United States hunting truffles <laughs> and gathering them with their dogs. Don't quit your day them, job. Don't quit your day <laughs> job is, yes, thank yeah. you, Julie. This yeah. is the message. However, in our region where we're all so active and love to be outdoors, especially with our dogs, yeah. this is just another really great reason to be in the woods with your dog. Well, yeah, and if you are a foodie, then, Absolutely. you know, and a fan of, of mushrooms, you know, truffles and, and other types of mushrooms, I mean, what a great payoff, not only just the fun of the, um, you know, participating in the search with your dog, but then also, you know, just taking home for personal use. Yum. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the best, um, the, the best um, expertise is always your local mycological society in terms of what's a safe mushroom to eat and what's right. not a safe mushroom to eat. Right. Most recently, the 49th annual a wild mushroom show in Seattle was held at the Mountaineers building over at Magnuson Park. And I have to say I attended, and it was probably a 1,000 people a day attended this. Wow. Did oh, you say there was mushroom jewelry? There was mushroom jewelry. There were mushroom socks, exquisite <laughs> mushroom artwork. Wow. Uh, Kathy Casey was there demonstrating mushroom cookery. Mm. Um, it was it was a phenomenal event, and there were a lot of very happy people. Cool. Um, what I'm going to be doing after we offer this clinic, Georgia and I, is that I'll be introducing a class in November called Chanterelles, Morels, and Truffles. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Because for me personally, <laughs> Chanterelles and Morels are a little more a little more accessible than truffles and frankly I like the taste better but yeah. that's a secret I probably shouldn't tell the truffle gal. <laughs> just between case, you and me, Mary. Yeah, just between you and me and some of our favorite <laughs> friends on the radio. Right. <laughs> but because we live in such a productive region mm-hmm. uh, for all sorts of edible mushrooms, yeah. I want to make sure that people have as much access to the information as is possible. And frankly, most truffles are a little bit buried. Yeah. And uh, so what we teach the dogs to do is just, you know, scent the location and then just a bare, bare little little movement with either their nose or with their paw. And because truffles are edible, believe me, they're edible to the dogs, too. So yeah. a part of the training is, yes, find me the truffle, but don't eat it. Well, and I was reading on their website, Northwest or NWTruffledogs.com, that it says um, that uh, it is true that pigs were once traditional mm-hmm. truffle hunters, um, and that they are no doubt better of the two at locating the delicacy. Um, however, trying to fish a truffle from the mouth of a hungry hog is a treacherous task. Because that's what I thought. Well, wouldn't the pig just be like, sweet, this is mine. This is mine. Thank you very right. much. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Given that my background is French um, and that I'm the daughter of a pretty dedicated, although late now, um, uh, amateur mycologist, it's... it's uh. Uh, right up my alley to be able to do this. Yeah. And um, certainly there's some great celebratory dinners that happen around uh, the successful mushroom foraging. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it'll be another good way for people to have an outlet with their dogs yeah. and the dog's sense of smell. We've got openings left in this clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing to do if any of your listeners are interested in participating in this is to contact me at memory, it's M-I-M-M-E-R-Y, at yahoo.com. Just contact me directly, okay. and I'll give you the details on registration. We do have a 
fee to cover the cost for these gals and to cover the cost of the facility of $120 per working team. That means a dog and a handler. Okay. That includes a mini scent training kit for use during and after the clinic and a one-on-one evaluation of the dog's truffle hunting potential. Okay. Now, and then is... we also have spaces for auditors where okay. it's just the handler only. Okay. Now, is this something for people who have already been participating in nose work, or is this something that people can come to if Absolutely they've never... Absolutely anyone can come. Okay. You're likely to have foodies who don't even have dogs who come okay. who think maybe it's a good reason to get... No, it's just for anybody who has an interest in finding trouble. Okay. And will you uh, give us the uh, details of the event again? Yes, it's Saturday, November 10th. Runs from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and that's to give people plenty of time to get comfortably to Langley on Whidbey Island, yeah. which is, frankly, very close to the ferry terminal. Yeah. It's a it's a quick ride up. It's about a 25-minute ride on the boat from yeah. Muckleteo yep. over to Clinton, and yeah. then 15 minutes to the facility. Yep. It's roughly close to where we um, we used to take our cattle dogs herding uh, with a woman out in Langley. Well, there you go. You yeah. know, it's a simple jaunt, isn't it? and it's it a is. pretty... It, and the... the the boats leave quite frequently, yep. especially on the weekend. So we made it comfortable for people to get back and forth. Good. Um, and it's in a lovely facility. We won't be outside tromping around in the woods. This is, a, this is an indoor um, clinic. Okay. Uh, so it'll be comfortable for people. Um, lovely, okay. lovely space. And is it the same price if someone wants to uh, come without the, without a dog? It's $75 just for an auditor. Okay. We have plenty of audit spaces. We have a... Limit on the working teams just by virtue of sure. the, Space. Uh, Ms. Kalick and Ms. Locum and just how much they can get done. But right. if this clinic fills, we have an option of having them the next day. But uh, we need to know that this one would be full. Okay. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's hopefully just the first time that we yeah. bring them, that there will be multiple times that they come yeah. back, because I think there's a high degree of interest in this kind of an activity, whether or not people like truffles. People love being with their dogs out in the woods. Yeah. So it's a truffle clinic, uh, Saturday, November 10th, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Whidbey Island. Mm-hmm. Easy ferry ride from Muckleteo. Mm-hmm. And you can either audit the clinic or you can attend with your dog. And you do not have to have prior uh, scent detection experience with your As dog. As a matter of fact, no dog training experience or dog obedience required. The dogs and the handlers will be in mm. one at a time, just yeah. like we do in canine nose work classes. Yeah. For the evaluation, and this is by no means a prerequisite for the Chantrelle, Morels, and Truffle of my classes that I'm going to be having. This is just um, something that will segue naturally into that because people will want to be able to know, well, what do I do next? Right, and it would just be a good opportunity to get get their feet wet, so to speak. Yeah. Um, not literally. <laughs> well, no, probably literally. If Maybe a little bit. Woods, okay. But. Um, now, when is the, do you have a sense for when your Chantrelles, Morels, Truffles, oh my? Uh, likely to start the second week, second or third week of November. Okay. I'm just working out the details now. Okay. But the funny thing is that I think there are a lot of people who are secretly passionate about mushrooms. <laughs> um, I've had all kinds of student response uh, students and their friends and their families and people who've never trained a dog. Oh, my brother has a so-and-so dog sitting at home, but boy, he really likes mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. And fact is we have one um, dog handler team that uh, hopefully will be attending. Uh, they're, they're being referred to me by a woman who is a current student, and um, apparently this is a neighbor of hers, and the neighbor's little dog is finding truffles all on its own in wow. their backyard. Isn't that something? Isn't that goofy? Yeah kind of fun. Yeah. 
All right, time for a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes more with Miriam Rose of Northwest Noseworks. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy, Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body-as-a-whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206-497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories, tune into Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim, Lynn, and Anna talk about whatever, from important need-to-know topics, taking your questions, latest industry news, and a whole lot of personality. Start your weekend with us, Constructing Whatever, every Saturday at 10 a.m. This week. Boat, baby. Yeah. Saturday at 10 a.m. Every generation needs a voice, and on Mondays at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150, Lewis Howard's show, Head of the House, is the voice for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Head of the House brings education, insight, and information that brings health and healing to the challenges of managing your home, relationships, and your career. Tune in once, and you will be hooked. That's Head of the House every Monday at 2 p.m. here on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Happy Halloween. We're back with Miriam Rose with Northwest Noseworks. You can find her online at nwnoseworks.com. And if you are interested in learning more about nose work for your dog, and specifically if you are interested in learning more or registering for the Truffle Clinic that's coming up this uh, November 10th, Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Whidbey Island, easy ferry ride from... uh, Muckleteo, great reason to get out of the city with your dog and uh, or without your dog. You can just audit this uh, clinic as well. There's plenty of spots left for the auditing and uh, certainly some spots left for dog and handler teams. And uh, for that information, um, Miriam's email for that would be memory 
at yahoo.com. I'll post all this information on the Dog Show homepage, which is dogradioshow.com. You can always refer to that if you've missed any guest um, information or if you're driving and you can't write this down. I will post it today. Um, Otherwise, it's memory at yahoo.com, M-I-M-M-E-R-Y at yahoo.com. And those are all M's, as in Miriam. Uh, memory at yahoo.com is the email to get in touch about the truffle clinic and about the Chantrelles Morels Truffles Oh My class and also your nose work classes, Miriam. Yep, they are ongoing. I'm delighted to say, and I wanted to take this opportunity to say how grateful I am to you for um, shining a light on the sport. Yeah. Because every dog that gets a chance at this is a happier dog than before. Yes. Absolutely. No matter how long they continue it, whether or not they ever go to a trial is truly something totally separate and apart. For mm-hmm. some people, competition is life's blood, right. and it makes them very happy. And right. for other people, it's a horrendous thing. What matters to me is that the dogs and their people are happier and happier. And the more um, uh, expert the dogs get at hunting for what the people want them to find, the happier they are. Yeah. Whether your outlet is in a trial or your outlet is at home yeah. playing with your dog. And you know yourself, you can take a class with one dog and take it home and share it with the rest of your dog. Yep. Or take all three. Aw, man. And then have them swear at you, dog <laughs> profanity, as you're not taking them but the other dog out, as my dogs did. It sure increases the drive in the next dog. Yeah, no though, kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry it's not your turn right now. <laughs> Get back here. doggy cursing (laughs) i know really i was getting an earful um and this is so it's so the one of the i mean there's so many beauties about this sport of nose work and again miriam's website is nwnoseworks.com is that anybody and really anybody Mm -hmm. any dog because so many times it's like people are like well that's cool that that dog can do that but there is no way that my dog, as they look at their dog laying on the floor, could do that. And this, you know, I think dogs are underestimated in general. Um, but the sport of nose work is so accessible because any dog, any age, any breed, and same with people, um, can participate. You don't have to purchase expensive equipment to participate. Amen. And it's so amazing, and it's the only that I'm aware of activity that you can do with your dog where your dog actually gets to really lead it. It's true, because even in herding, you're telling the dog what sheep you want them to cut out of right. the block or bring back. And yeah. the other nice thing, Julie, remember, is that now we've gotten into poopy, raining sideways weather. Right. This is a great sport to do indoors with your dog, and yeah. it doesn't take but five minutes, maybe twice a day, and you have a completely fulfilled and relaxed dog. And I think we didn't touch on that this time, how satisfying the activity is to dogs without having to go on a three-mile run with your dog. Right. This is a great way to wear out your dog because mentally, and um, I don't know, emotionally maybe is too fuzzy a word, but... but, but, um, I think it's accurate. That's the way it feels to me. Mentally and emotionally, the dogs are satisfied because they've really gotten a superb outlet for their highest, highest. Well, we did. We talked about their sense of smell and how, you know, it's their primary sense and it's how they move through the world is nose first. And so to for us to learn about scent, it can help help us get into the dog's world a little bit more, which I think is 
is a nice thing to do for our dog. And and it's uh, and you know you're giving them an outlet for one of the most fundamental things that dogs all dogs were designed to do. Mm-hmm. Use your nose to find something that you want. Exactly. And so to give them not just the mental you know not just the mental outlet and and, and the other the other sports and activities are wonderful mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. The the special thing about nose work is one it's the nose outlet and two it's where the dog is in the lead and it's something that's a, a nice difference from some of the other events that you can do. Um but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's uh you know as I work more, you know, I've been working with dogs in the capacity, you know, pet dogs with for training and behavior for over 10 years now. And as I get more refined and, you know, frankly, better at what I do, and I'm constantly learning, um, it's it's more of an awareness of this type of thing, about big picture, about the dog's experience of their life. Are we meeting their needs, in other words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and are they, you know, they're ex- are they experiencing joy? Yes. I mean, I can't tell you the transformation, and you've worked in fostering and rescuing in your years of dog experience. A dog's, when I've met clients who just adopted a dog from a shelter, and then this just happened to me, adopted an adult dog, which I always love to see, you know, older dogs get adopted. And we did quite a bit of training when the dog first came into the house. And it's been, I think, two and a half years now since. And I came back to visit the dog. She just had a specific question. And the dog looked different. Her mm-hmm. face, her ex- her face looked different to me. And she said, yeah, you know, my daughter said that she thinks she had kennel depression. Oh. And I said, I think your daughter's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, any, you know, nose work classes, I recommend them to my clients all the time. I hope so. And I hope that you incorporate as a behaviorist and trainer some of the exercises for people who are just adopting new dogs because it's a wonderful way for that relationship to begin. Yep. A bunch of used clean boxes in your house, a bunch of cookies, a dog off leash. Yep. You know, there's a party. There is a party. <laughs> okay, so again, the information about the Truffle Clinic that's coming up that Miriam is hosting with... And Georgia Edwards also and Georgia is co-hosting uh, Saturday, November 10th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Whidbey Island. Uh, you can either audit and just come human only, or you can come as a dog handler team. You do not have to have any experience of not just nose work, but even training. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think this sounds good, go. You will be so glad that you did. And, and if this is not a date that works for you, just give me an email. Tell yep. me you're interested in something in future, and we'll put you on a list. Yep. And the email, again, is memory. These are all M's, as in Miriam. So it's spelled M-I-M-M-E-R-Y at yahoo.com is the email. And I will post this information on the Dog Show homepage, which is dogradioshow.com. If you've missed any part of this interview, it will be archived on dogradioshow.com. It'll be at the top of the list. And you can also go back and find our first interview, which was back in April of 2011. It was uh, episode number 112. So you can find that on our website, dogradioshow.com, or on iTunes as a free podcast. Miriam, thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to talking with you soon. And thank you for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150.